0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Ooh. Woohoo! What? We're the podcast where we talk about gay stuff and discuss the week in LGBTQ plus history. Ooh. We are Thomas, Tony,
1: and this yeah.
0: week we're going to review the week of November 22nd through the 28th. Uh, we've got a special guest working over there and we're going to discuss a couple of controversial things going on. We've got a... A judge in Texas who got censored for being ah. a, anti-gay. Uh, we got a German law that was anti-gay. And we got a bunch of people in Sioux City, Iowa, that were being anti-gay as they rounded up a bunch of homosexuals and put them into a, um, uh, a, a insane asylum, mental health institutions, probably yeah, yeah. the right way. Yeah, that's something you said. Mental Illness Hospital. Mental illness. But at the time, it was like a
2: psychiatric yeah. asylum. That's mental Illness that,
0: That's the right way to say it. But, um, but yeah. Mental so, Illness
1: Hospital spawned. The Aspyn Tree.
0: So be Let's be forewarned. This <laughs> it's gonna be a triggered. <laughs> if you're if you're triggered easily, this may be one of those episodes that like ah, because it, it, it's a bunch of dark stuff. My case is dark. Although there's a bright side to it. My. Nice. So, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow. We have to pay for that. Oh, oh! You get thirty seconds, I think, for free, and then after that, you, you and you have pay. to disclose like we did not. We
1: do not have the rights to that this.
0: That on Facebook when they say <laughs> I do not what the rights to this song. Like, baby, you're wasting your time. The they cool they, they want to sue you. They they're going to sue you. Speaking they of suing, uh, Donald J. Trump is suing people, suing He's states. He's suing every fucking county in the Tra- U.S. Trying, <laughs> trying to still keep it, keep this, uh, keep keep his presidency great again, which is uh, Have y'all seen
1: this?
0: Here? He's a silver fox now. Is he is he silver now? You can he it? not afford
1: like a to Potter? What he was out of the public show back up with look like Barbara Bush oh. well I
0: did read something
2: that said he is out of money like if he leaves the White House he has like
1: no money and so maybe he can't afford his $70,000 it, it was just for men then they were so light because he didn't have the patience to leave it in long run really I can see that
0: uh, you know that uh, 28% of our, our fellow LGBTQ community decided to vote for uh, Mr. Trump, according to a New York Times survey.
2: Which is up from the 2016.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, in 2016, so Clinton had 78% of the LGBT vote. Uh, Biden had 61, I think it was. So, wow. Trump improved on every measure. Yeah,
1: what's going he did, on here? Yeah. Yeah. So, what happened? Well, I, what yeah, I think happened was a lot of gay men found very sexually.
0: No, well, no, I mean, no one does. No? No. No, that's not. Uh, that's first, well. Probably. Shit, I'm desperate. I find everybody attractive. <laughs> no, definitely not him. Yeah. Um, I,
1: uh, I'm guessing here because I don't see it, but I think among all a lot of groups, but, there might be a lot of people that just like his swagger. But the thing is, he,
2: he yeah. also increased his percentage of vote on. You know, with black people, with Hispanic right, people, totally, like it wasn't only LGBT. So it's like. How can all these minorities that, like, I mean, he energized the, you know, white supremacist, you know, movement. And it's like, how could they, you know, people that were affected by this.
1: Vote for they white supremacists
2: also? Oh, of course. They do. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like a lot of gays are like, well, I make enough money. He's. You know good for my taxes yeah like, you're worried
0: about your 401k which is fine i mean i, I get it but just I, I feel like i don't get it the, but. D- the defense of like well yeah you know, like i was talking to someone the other day they're like yeah but uh you know biden sniffs a little girl's hair and i'm like really like you can just say you don't want to get taxed like you care about your 401k yeah. and your money but and even you're like worried about immigration like people are that like some people are like well uh, you know, the
2: Democrats, like, black people are like, well, Democrats haven't done that much for me, so I'll vote for Trump. And it's like,
0: well, what did he do for you? Like, Right, yeah. I mean, well, the, 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 the challenge with that was, like, uh, Biden wasn't the, the best answer to what have you done for the African-American community because he mm-hmm. passed those laws in the 90s. Yeah. But, I mean, that mm-hmm. said, the African-American community came out to support him in the primaries, right, which is why he cleared the field in South Carolina. He lost the first two primaries. Biden. But he won one primary. Which then, was South Carolina, which was yeah, because but of. Yeah, that's
1: Democratic voters. They have a close primary.
0: Right. But my point is, it was it was because it was so lopsided with the minority vote for Biden that people were like, oh, yeah, we're. Why don't you look at me that lopsided? Because you're. Because you have a stroke. Your, your boobs are <laughs> lopsided. But that's okay. Everyone's boobs <laughs> well, are well, on lopsided.
1: One augmented. So
0: they don't we'll get both Owned of them augmented. I don't know, though. For, for that many people supporting him, uh, it's interesting because, you know, Anise Parker on our show uh, back in October said, I, you know, how you can have people voting for Trump is she's like, it's beside me. And I, I, I would agree. I mean, the interesting thing is in 2016, I maintained he was one of the first candidates that was really popular. Like everyone knew him. My generation knows him from our generation, rather knows him from the 80s. In the '90s, when he was the extravagant millionaire with mm-hmm. all the hot women and the at the all parties, and it was but it was something that you like, It was lifestyle of the rich and famous, like that. yeah. that's who yeah. we wanted, and it was like we wanted to be that, right? It was not necessarily that, but it was it was, and everyone universally agreed that oh, that's kind of cool. Like you get to be have these big buildings. I mean, you you then kind of dig into it and you realize he's a womanizer and a gross person and not he's not nice, right? Uh, to doesn't pay, you know, the people that work for him. So I, but nonetheless, that was just what people, I mean, there are rap songs about him, right? And so I think there was a, an element of like, oh, let's see, you know, what he can do. We know him. Cause you don't, most of the time, as much as we think we, you know, we all know, cause we're attuned to politics, but the yeah. average voter isn't. No, and I, remember from, I would
2: say, yeah. Yeah. And being like from a small town, it's
0: like people know what they see on TV advertising right you know and hillary clinton in 2016 was the same thing like everyone knew her like i probably a lot of the electorate didn't know who mitt romney was when he was running in 2012 they were like who who is he but we i mean again we well versed but the average person i'm not sure they knew all the ins and outs of they weren't going after uh mitt romney for the binders full of women whereas the liberals were like oh my gosh I can't believe you said that whereas donald trump everyone knew donald trump and everyone knew hillary clinton because she was the president in the 90s right it was you know President Clinton was, it was the she was the woman behind
1: the
0: throne. It was the running joke of like, oh, that, it's yeah. pre- you know, President Clinton and, and, and her husband Bill. Like that was the joke of the nineties from the especially a little bit from the Liberals, but a lot from the Republicans because, you know, they didn't respect Bill Clinton because he was a womanizer, he was a liar, he was a cheater. Yeah, he had all those people who hate Clinton yeah. love Donald Trump. So that was sixteen, and so eighteen or in 2020, how you got an increase in that like after he put policies, we'll just take the lgbtq community uh in place that uh that were anti anti trans anti uh i mean his vice president was you know was no fan of uh of the lgbtq community for so for people to be like oh he's a uh he's a supporter of uh the lgbtq community well, he's not
1: the g o p platform still says. We do not agree with same-sex marriage, and we disagree with the Supreme Court case that legalized. Yeah, that. right.
0: In his real- and his that was the
1: official platform. Yeah. You know,
0: and I and, and I think 2016 and 2020. Some of the beef too was like with him was like with trans rights, right? I mean, Obama uh, before he left office basically uh, told schools they were getting federal funding saying, "Hey, look, you need to um, make sure." Trans kids can use the bathroom that they want to, that they with which they identify, call them by the pronouns which which with they identify. And Trump took that back. He said, "No, we don't have to do that." Uh, same thing with the you know op- being open and, and serving in the military. Trump issued a a tweet by tweet a proclamation that trans people c- could no longer serve openly right. in the military. Right. So these are things that Trump did that are not friendly to the LGBTQ yeah. community. But, but they're not
1: listening. to don't care They're fascinated. By it.
0: You, and you, it's about the pocketbook. I mean, there's this perception that, goey's oh, cut my taxes. And so, um, you know, we talked about this
1: episode. Or, two or some film. people, just love his theater. I don't think it's just pocketbook. You overplayed that. Some people love That's his cool. theater. They, they love, they his, love theater. his theater. And also, they Which, like, I think, this hierarchy that he talks about. Um,
2: and I think they love this. Dude, the white person from the 1950s is the superior, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know. This post-World War Two era, you know. That... He also,
1: he had on a lot of nerves that we don't talk about much. He talked about the concept of a deep state to us sounds ridiculous, but people think there's so much beyond their control. They think they vote some money in and there's this. They just believe all these dark arts. and the... he,
0: He's actually done a brilliant job of just showing, putting everyone in a circle. Liberals, and because, you know, now we're saying, oh... There's no voter fraud, whereas you know these the the conservatives or the Trump supporters are arguing, You were arguing voter fraud from you know 2016 all throughout his presidency, and there's truth to that, right? I mean, it it wasn't voter fraud in the sense that American votes were being misrepresented, but the Russian interference, right? There was some you know cheating going on, and now nobody believes that, right? But my point is like we're all arguing the same thing, but differently. It's so weird. We're all
1: again, Felix. Spinning in circles. Or like, the drama
0: we're, like we're, we're. I feel like some days I'm like, am I going
1: we need crazy? To that guy that gave us a two star review, one star review, one star for, for Johnny. Because I was so woke. <laughs> we need a class. We need a. Fight we do.
0: Want. I would love to bring on this. Like crunch. a gay grumper. Yes. Good. What is it? A grumper? I don't know. We, we all just need to uh, chill Blood. out. No, it was Eric who came out. But we all need to chill out. Maybe you know. Maybe ourselves, but maybe our dogs. Give them some CBD treats. A recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels in over a decade. And while we're growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to a 2019 study, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you're a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our stress in any way we can. But what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Baked Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce anxiety and stress in both humans and dogs. And and Bake Bones has the CBD treats for your dog. Made from organic human-grade ingredients with full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. You can check out Bakebones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and the other benefits it may provide. Bakebones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using the promo code GayStuff15. Bakebones is LGBTQ-owned and operated, and is based in H-town—that's Houston, Texas. Bakebones is now available in Man Ready Mercantile, which are stores in Houston and Austin. And Bakebones proudly donates 10% of all of its profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Baked bones, baked dogs, happy. Whoa.
1: One that C B D oil. Uh, they sell humans can actually take another ticket in and like why not
0: sell the I don't know if that's an official indoors. <laughs> it's
1: uh wait you're stealing Morky,
2: <laughs> C B D oil. <laughs> oh. Well it is organic human you know, grade ingredient, so
0: so yeah, so it's a, it's important that we that we, that we so just... Kendall can
2: attest that this is amazing. <laughs> He it eats works. the treat.
0: The treats taste, I, I mentioned that. I tasted the treats. They, they're really Don't good. Don't my favorite. That might be. i I think so. Kettle is a lot
2: like uh, more common. Well, I still think it's a really little much
0: to latch on Has it done anything for the mange, though? That's really true. Oh. She's bald. What are that, you talking that's about? That's in your jeans. That's my <laughs> Well, never mind. Uh, anything else going on, ladies? My
1: mom's right inside.
0: You're
1: <laughs> right inside. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs>
0: Anything else going
1: on? Do y'all follow little cute, pie Harry styles? I don't know what he sings, but I just know he's cute and he was in One Direction. One Direction. Mm-hmm. Who's he? He's a singer he's that... He's cute? Well, One Direction was in? like, Whoa. for a few years. So basically, the Gen ears. Beatles, or whatever it's going on. on the block, I don't know. Okay. But he was the main guy from the, the band, and he's very confident in his sexuality. And he wears whatever he wants to wear, and he's given many interviews. Whereas, like if it's a oh, that's if I walk good. to a store and it's a woman's clothes that I'm attracted to, I'm going to wear it. What is his sexuality. Good for he him. Never, Has that been defined? He refuses to oh, okay. put a label on it. But he's on Vogue, the first man on the cover of Vogue, to wear a dress. All right. So That's good. That's cute. That is good, because it like, breaks down stereotypes. Well, because the whole concept of men's clothes and women's clothes is ridiculous. It's just I like, agree. fabric.
0: Well, I am going to wear a dress for my wedding.
1: Are you going to wear it if you want True. I mean, as long as it's not
0: white. How dare you. <laughs>
1: because that's
2: what I'm It is good. Because I remember, like, uh, years ago, um, when I adopted my dog, this girl at the shelter, she's, like, uh, worked at the shelter. She was the dog behaviorist, you know. She could help you if you have, like, a, you know, dog that needed you know, help with issues. Um, she was expecting, and she goes, ugh. I hate when people give me like pink or blue stuff because she goes, like, I want, no matter whether I have a boy or girl, she goes, I don't want to perpetuate like these stereotypes. I want like, no, like she was expecting a, you know, she was pregnant. And she goes, I want all of my gifts to be like yellow, green, red, whatever. She's like, I don't want like pink or blue, pink or
1: blue. Well, a lot of people want to know that Gender of their kids, they know what to paint the
2: nursery, and And, and her thing was, I don't want to know that because I want my kid to be whoever they are and I want like yellows and greens. I don't want like, oh, you're a girl to do everything pink. And then when you're like
0: 12, it's like,
2: oh my God, I'm like, you know struggling with
0: this. What's well, interesting, though, that Harry Styles is doing that, right? Because, I mean, it's not uncommon. We saw Sam Smith, uh, they started doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, but we talked about a couple weeks ago that uh, older gentleman who was wearing the skirts and was in Europe or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so right. now now you're seeing uh, Harry Styles do it, like, on
1: mainstream. But it's all cyclical. Yeah. I mean, and it also depends on what culture. So there'll be a yeah. time when I think clothing is a lot more gender-neutral. I mean, we have kilts. Um, High heels were originally men's
0: shoes. Wigs, men loved wigs. I wish I could wear a wig. I'm wearing one. I'm also wearing. I'm wearing a wig for my wedding too. A dress and are a wig. You? And a wig.
2: <laughs> will we even recognize you at your wedding? <laughs> I really
1: think it's the
0: just <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yolanda,
0: That's why I have a tan. I will, I'll stick out though. You, you, you guys be able to see me. I'm like, hey, Yolanda. Oh, it's Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> are
1: you are gonna wear Because that's mm-hmm. not a thing anymore.
0: No. Yeah, we don't wear that. I will wear a slip. You're going to wear pantyhose when I'm over there. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, I get, are you going to wear wear Spanx? I'm gonna wear a spa. Rude. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I put on a little COVID weight, but come on. Tone, Jeez. Ouch. Oh, I
2: got my Spanx ready for the
0: wedding. Spanx for
1: men,
0: they call
2: spanks. Oh, they do. That's not I Stanky, stanky.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, anything else going on this week or this past anything? We got our marriage license. That was fun. Oh, yeah. oh good but, you know, so it's official. I told Spence.
1: Well, no, you uh, have to return it.
0: There's no turning back. There's no turning back. No, no I want you
1: to... You do know you return it. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. do? Why? Because you... Uh, that goes out for them to sign and validate it and make it official. Like, getting the marriage license you get and then you have to have it signed by an ordained minister or a judge and then turn it in. Mmm.
0: Right. Is it minister or... Ordained representative of them, because my brother-in-law is doing it. He's not a minister per se, but he's is he's got name? yeah. yeah. Okay. So would we call him a minister? I don't know. That's a. Oh, please do. All right. Well, um, okay, on
2: that Trump lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into our topic, shall we? Uh Tony, I think you're first up to talk to us about. Uh, the Sioux City, Iowa incident roundup. Yeah. Okay. So
2: this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while, because uh, I uh, there's been a book written about it and uh, things like that. Um, so in the 1950s in Sioux City, Iowa, there were a bunch of gay men that were essentially like rounded up uh, and committed to like a mental health institute. Um, and this isn't
1: the roundup.
2: Right, exactly. It was a, like, let's go out and find the gays yeah, and put pull, them in, like, fucking... rides?
1: Yeah. I mean, they were doing some of that there, too, but I I think I
2: I'm know. sure, yeah. Uh, and it really stems from, like, a lot of hysteria, like, from, like, a couple of, like, childhood, uh, or child, like, uh, kidnappings and murders. So, um... This happened this week in 1955, where a bunch of gay men were, like, rounded up and sent to a state in Iowa, a state mental um, health institute, and they were committed for several months, Uh, and it was based on, like, this hysteria, because in the, you know, preceding months, there were a couple of, like, childhood kidnappings and murders that were unsolved, so in august of 1954 there was a little boy that he uh was from sioux city iowa and he went to his friend's house played for a bit and he left to go home and never showed up again and so they found his body a few days later and he was brutally murdered and this guy that was like uh from the neighborhood he said well look my neighbor he's a bit weird and he had no socks on the night of the the night that that kid was abducted. Um, check him out, and so the police checked him out, and so they went to him and they said, "Hey, will you go to this, you know, uh, mental hospital, uh, not a police station, and be evaluated?" And because this was like the McCarthy era, you know, like. Purging gays from... So they found the
1: suspect and asked him to go get
2: interviewed. Yeah. But the only reason he was the suspect was this guy said, hey, my neighbor is a bit weird. He was wearing no socks the night of the murder.
0: Yeah. A
1: thing? Exactly.
0: So. Kendall's getting nervous because he walks barefoot all the time. Right? So. It's either pain or they and
2: instead of saying, Will you come down to the police station? They said, Will you go down to the like you know, this mental uh, hospital and um, undergo an evaluation? And he thought, I have nothing to hide, of course I will. So he went down there and he said, Yeah, you know, I have nothing to hide, like I'll go down there. So they started asking him basic questions and uh, they said, Okay, let's commit this guy involuntarily. So they committed him. He had no legal representation, and they started pumping him full of drugs, LSD, barbiturates, you know, amphetamines, and with no food. And so after, like, you know, several, you know, hours, like a couple days of exhaustion, he said he admitted to it. So he uh, confessed to the crime. He was uh, went through trial and... He was prosecuted for murder of this kid, and it's like he because he was obviously
0: gay, probably fit fe- like they because of you
2: for They didn't say the criteria, but probably feminine. But
0: um, I, I do, uh, if I could just interject, like I do remember growing up, like if he didn't wear socks or if someone was wearing flip flops, it was kind of like oh, they're gay. Yeah, and like that's yeah. That that's like and out. this was the fifties. This yeah. was the fifties. Yeah. Like you were wearing flip flops, you were gay. Yeah. Now everyone wears gay Yeah, so he
2: gets, uh, convicted, um, and his, you know, like, sentence was overturned in the 70s because there was no evidence that he did this crime, but in the 50s he was convicted. So, that was, uh, in 1954. So, in July of 1955, there was a little girl, she was, 21, 22 months, parents put her to bed, and, uh... She was kidnapped from her bedroom, and a day later, she was found in a neighboring farm in Iowa, uh, raped, sodomized, and murdered. And so there was this hysteria amongst the community, what the fuck's going on here? Nothing ever happens here. Like, you know, it's like you unlock your doors at night, like, you know, nothing I ever remember. Songs typically. Yeah, nothing happens here. So, within a year, um, two children are murdered, and, you know, uh, so in April of 1955, in the wake of the whole McCarthy era, you know, J. Edgar Hoover, like, um, Iowa passed a law, it was basically a sexual deviant law that equated homosexuality to being a murderer and a Uh, pedophile, and so if you were suspected of being a homosexual, it's like, well, they're automatically going to murder or rape a kid at some point, you know, so then this poor little girl, you know, she's kidnapped and uh, raped, sodomized, and murdered, so there was this hysteria in Sioux City, Iowa, and so the cops were like, okay, we need to do something, because we're under pressure to, like, you know, solve these crimes. We're under pressure to, like, you know, figure something out. So, the, um, one of the state mental health hospitals, it was Mount Pleasant Hospital. They had a psychiatric ward. And they created a, a new ward that was essentially a sexual deviant ward. It was titled the uh, Mental Health Institute for the Insane and Negrates. But... Um, that's also... What I go there all
0: the time. No, like, they have a good drag show.
2: <laughs> but they... Uh,
0: Before COVID.
2: They essentially created a sexual deviant ward and the town was like, okay, we need to figure something out here. Like, we need to, like... You know put people at rest here things like that so um they arrested so once this like you know sexual deviant ward was built at the state hospital they arrested a bunch of men and they went to a lower like a part of town where it's kind of like working class lower socioeconomic status they targeted, like, hairdressers, you know, cosmetologists, window dressers.
1: To me, it was, like,
0: people that were feminine. Because if, if you were a guy doing those jobs, and you, But it was a little
1: girl that was... You were gay. So right. How it go to the gay?
2: Because, okay, the first kid that was... So nobody, like, probably no kids had ever been, like, kidnapped and murdered in this town. The first one, the little boy, they pinned it on this gay guy. And he was, he was innocent. Like, they had no evidence. And so in the 70s, he was, uh, you know, released from prison because he wasn't guilty. Um, this little girl, they were like, okay. And it was the McCarthy era where it's like, okay, the 1950s, gay people are equivalent to, like, you know, murderers and pedophiles. And so they said, okay, the police were basically like, we need to, in order to, like, put the community at rest, we need to get rid of all the homosexuals and cure them and that's this whole process so they went to this lower socioeconomic status of town and they said okay we're gonna like take uh we suspect these people are gay they suspected they were gay so they went to hairdressers
0: Was that were... the way they their brain? Mm-hmm. With the okay. i would have gladly been the tester of that well let me test if they're gay I'll grab their <laughs> their junk and see if like if they you know if they. And you were wrote down in your clipboard. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, did they get erect or not? You ought to, measure to yeah. see. If you know what I just difference. talked about? I just that's actually assault, right? I mean, we get mad at the president for saying those things. So, I just said something and, and wildly inappropriate. Oh, so my excuse me for that.
1: Thank you. But it was for the. I'm more sec- offended that you had to stop and clarify that you were not <laughs> testing people. It was riding on the clipboard. It was for
0: the sake of of. Medicine and humanity—that I would yeah. have done that, so it would have been okay. Yeah, that is how I lured my man into. That's what I did in my wedding night. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you. That. So sometimes it works. Woof, we'll you girlfriend. Don't do it. <laughs> not now. That was before me too was a big thing. So I'm just kidding. It's not a... It's entirely inappropriate. All right, it's entirely inappropriate. Now I'm offended. It's yeah. always inappropriate. You were too far, So these cops were <laughs> basically like, okay.
2: Anybody who's gay is a murderer and pedophile. Okay. Wait, let You you're gay. <laughs> Why you gay? You gay? You gay? Got big news for the podcast, guys. Um, <laughs> so they rounded up a bunch of homosexuals and they went to this, uh, you know, state mental health institution, and they had a screening. And it, the screening was, well, "What is your name? What day is it? Where are you right now?" And after these basic questions of, I'm pretty sure most of these people were like normal functioning adults. They knew like who they were, what day it was. They said, okay, you are a sexual deviant. We have to commit you. You have no choice. You know, they committed you. Because you need to be cured before you can go
0: back into society because we've had these two child murders. But did they ever validate that they were gay? This is all based on an assumption that—because you're a hairdresser. Yeah. No, it was—these these people— I can uh, smell the gay on you. Like well, I think—here's what yeah, I think happened.
2: The cops more. were like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. The community's outraged that two kids were murdered, and we have no fucking idea who did it. Um, we think it was a gay person. Uh, If we bring somebody to you, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, commit them, we will cure them before putting them back into society because we cannot have this in our community. And so the workers, the evaluators at the, you know, Mental Health Institute were like, oh, the way you answer the question, feminina, gay, and we have to commit you. Because you said,
0: you maybe said, um, well... Um, are you talking at yeah. the list? My name is Thomas. And, you know, these like, people, okay. they felt
2: very... Um, personal. So, first of all, there Speech were over 20 people that got rounded up as part of this roundup. And um, years later, none of them wanted to talk about this. Only three people ever came out and said, I will talk about this. And so, I think... Because many of them said, look, like, I didn't want to do anything i i didn't want to press the issue because it was the 1950s in the 1960s the late 60s in new york and san francisco gay people couldn't have housing couldn't have a job this is sioux city iowa and people like i was afraid of losing my family i was afraid of losing my job like I was just rolling with the punches here.
0: Yeah, the Matters Change Society wasn't out, like, in full force in right. Sioux City. in
2: Sioux City, Iowa. Population, right. 80,000. Fucking Maybe, bedroom yeah. community. There were
0: probably some daughters of... I mean, there was definitely a Daughters of Belitis chapter out there. Yeah. Know, with all that, you know... They were there, but were they were local? They local? Yeah. yeah. And so, um... Someone's doing the... They don't leave. Exactly.
2: And so, <laughs> they just acquiesced, like, okay, you know, I'll do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um... But these were deemed, like, okay, sociopathic, like, these are, you know, like, sexual deviants, you know, they're, like, bad for society, they need to be cured. And so, they were committed to this, at the time, it was called a mental asylum. It wasn't, like, a mental health institute where it's, like,
0: I have some issues, I need to get some help here. It's, like, an asylum. It's just the asylum. It's, like, so this is some like Nazi-esque type stuff, though. I mean, rounding up homosexuals and putting mm-hmm. them in a—now, this wasn't a concentration camp, but putting them in a in a well, camp. That's my topic. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, though. I mean, think about yeah. it. Like, cause we're like, oh, and essentially
2: man. they have to be cured before they can be released world back world. into society. Anything that's happened anywhere
0: in the world it can happen anywhere else. Right. But oh, it, yeah. we, But we think, oh, I mean, because people, we there are definitely folks that overplayed the Nazis on both sides of the political spectrum. Um, so. But this is, I mean, this stuff that happened in the United States of America where they rounded up suspected yeah. homosexuals, not even And proven. it's like
2: some Joe Schmo cop is like, I suspect you. And that's why they went to like window dressers, hairstylists, cosmetologists, because they were probably like a little feminine.
0: Like heaven forbid you like had Mexican that day and like, you know, walking with the tight ass and nothing, you know, you don't shit yourself. Ooh. And it's just like, yeah. And if you're a straight guy, cause then uh uh stop this.
1: Yeah. But it's like,
0: the (laughs)
2: police chose, these are the criteria for rounding them up. Let's round them up. As soon as you get them, you make sure you deem them sexual deviant, so they have to be committed. And they were there for like six to eight months before they could be, be released. And it's like, I think they were like, okay, now everything's well down like nobody's paranoid because there's no big child or let's let them loose. um but just yeah it's like and so you know this says if society ever decides i'm against this group this is what could happen mm-hmm. and it's like we shouldn't let like history we need to study history because this could happen again right? right like it's like It wasn't a gay person that kidnapped and murdered these two kids. Like, they've never found who really did this. And they just said, oh, sodomite, gay people, yeah, let's pin it on the gay people. probably
1: used as a way to get the gays off the street.
2: Yeah. It was totally, it's, they, the police said, we have to get the gays out of the community to make our community safe.
1: But a lot of times that's what cops do, just to make it look
2: like they're doing something. They were under pressure and it's like, dude, if I don't solve this
0: It's both sides that can potentially do that, which is scary. Well you know what
1: there was the repercussions of that. All the hair grew and was hideous oh. and all the floral arrangements looked like poison So it was a short sentence. Eating. They all mm-hmm.
0: they all got out in six months. No more interior design. That's what happened. That's why it was a it was a a, a uh, frontier, like it was, it was the next New York City and then they did this and yeah actually we make light of this. But this is serious. I mean, to your point, it's like, this is a crazy, like it rounded up people, people. And it was people. in the 50s
2: and it was based on there are a couple of childhood murders, we can't solve them, let's blame it on the gays, let's round them up, cure them, and get them out of the, and again, it was like the mental asylum. It wasn't like so Mental they just happened. stopped?
1: They just stopped arresting them? They just got So there were, were two waves. So there was there, one in the
2: nineteen fifty nineteen fifty five and then in nineteen fifty eight there was another wave where they but literally these cops were under pressure to solve these like childhood murders and it's like do something. And, and they were like How okay, long
0: were they in six to eight months? Six to eight months. Yeah. And then, what, I mean, was there some sort of test, like the endurance test? like? So, the thing hey, is... Look at this magazine. Like, what, what? There were over 20
2: people that were, like, uh, rounded up and uh, put in the mental institution. And um, only three spoke out. And they did say, we weren't subject to shock therapy. But they went through intensive therapy. And they had to be verified that they were not a threat to get out. So... There's really not a lot, not a lot of detail because some of these people it just like,
1: stop arresting when people, stop freaking out. Yeah, but the
2: news cycle
0: changed. Oh, it was so,
1: totally hysteria. But see, that's what happens to minority.
0: Yeah, it, it totally, hundred percent. Black
1: yeah. Americans, when there's to them the most.
0: Well, Trump did it, right? He he spooked people about immigration. He spooked people about Black Lives Matter. Spooked people about uh, Muslims. Yeah. yeah, Muslim. Yeah, yeah. and black this was right, okay. I was still into we forgot totally about. I mean, the, all the crazy things that this guy did. Yeah. like that's like oh. Well, no. I read an article
1: that Biden. One of the first things Biden's going to do is to end the Muslim ban. Right. But it was started four years ago, not from places that are typically um, sources of terrorism like Saudi Arabia, because that was on yeah. included in the list. Just, yeah. yeah. Choosing countries that I agree. Yeah. It if we yeah. ban them from coming in, what's going to happen? Hmm. And I I do feel like the whole
2: takeaway here is like hysteria can overrule because a little boy was kidnapped and murdered and it's like well that guy doesn't wear socks check out him he was arrested convicted you know and they're like okay this other little girl it must be a gay person too because she was sodomized and it's like the gays are fucking and like well, if they were a gay person didn't murder either them. of these two. It's like, but it's just, there's hysteria of who did this? I can't sleep in my community because normally my door's unlocked. And it's like, nope, it's gays. Let's commit them to, you know.
0: And if you heard uh, uh, a chair backing away, that was Kendall going to go put socks on.
1: Right? Just in case. I don't want you to reply. Oh,
2: shit. I wore my socks.
0: No, I don't. <laughs>
1: Nobody wore football. When I'm in intimate (laughs) situations, you have your you have your sex socks. Uh, uh, (laughs) That's a new thing.
0: (laughs) Oh no! All right. um, Barbecue stand. stand, Well, thanks for that uh, depressing story. Uh, No, it was It's crazy to think that that happened. And yeah, and so so there is a
2: book. Sorry, there is a book written about this and one of the takeaways from the author is we should never forget because this isn't like completely out of the realm that it could happen again. Yeah. You know, not only for we games, but again, for it's any- it's all cyclical. Yeah.
0: That's so sorry. A, yeah. That's a Kendall's theme today. It's all cyclical. Um, yeah, all right. Well, cyclical, We're hit, uh, another year is marking on our, uh, just in time in general. It doesn't feel like we've passed a year, but some days it feels like this 2020 year has gone forever. But mm-hmm. 2020 is such a like a shake-up year. AIDS Foundation Houston is actually hosting their annual ward, a World AIDS Day luncheon on December 1st, which is a virtual event uh, because obviously we know things are different uh, this year. So we're going to get a virtual experience with World AIDS Day courtesy of the uh, – aids foundation houston aids foundation houston was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the evolving needs of those living with and affected by hiv and aids in the community afh's world aids day luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by outsmart's 2020 gayest and greatest outsmart is the houston lgbtq magazine uh which we were featured in uh, back in may on december 1st the event uh will be hosted live by Ernie Manews menus from b design the show will include celebrity cameos and interviews pop-ins by AFH staff and board mayor Sylvester turner who is the mayor of houston judge lena hidalgo who has made a name for herself during this pandemic as the uh the one in charge the 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 county judge of Harris county so uh you think about jobs big jobs I and mean, we we think about uh Sylvester Turner being the mayor of the fourth largest city in Houston, Lena Hidalgo. I mean, I think her Harris County, which she oversees, is like the economy. Big, like it would be. Bigger than like the 20th biggest economy in the in the U.S. So, yeah, big deal. They're gonna have A.P.H. client and other testimonials. We'll have some drag performances uh, and music performances and a lot more. We're proud to be media partners and hope that you will join us in the fight to end the HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting World AIDS Day 2020, a virtual event. Access to the event starts at just five dollars and underwriting opportunities start at five hundred dollars. So please you please visit WorldAidsDayHouston.org to learn more. All right. Um, cool. we're gonna, we're going go, uh, to go no. to to depressing to more depressing. Actually, people
1: well, okay, well, quit saying that because okay. people are going to be like they're serious. So just leave now. No, no. They're serious and need well,
0: to the, be talked about. The, 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 maybe stories. People tune in because these are stories that like, hey, I did not know this happened. And, and like yeah. I said this actually the, the the outcome that I'm talking about, I feel is a, a good win story, but the fact that it happened is, is bad. Uh, and the, the case that led up to this is not not good either. So I want to talk to you about uh, judge, Jack Hatman, uh, Je- judge Jack Hampton. Judge uh, Jack Hampton. He's a Texas judge, and on November 27, 1989, he was found by the State Commission on Judicial Conduct to have violated the Judicial Code, which prohibits public comment on a pending case and requires judges to promote confidence in the judiciary. Lots of legal blah blah blah. But he was censured, essentially, which doesn't happen often. Um, he's a he was a judge. Um, you know, the, 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 um, the ruling body said, hey, this is the strongest action, uh, short of removal, which the LGBTQ community wanted this judge removed from his post. Uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. Uh, why am I talking about him? What did he say? Why is the LGBTQ community after, um, Judge Hampton? Well, he decided to, uh, make some comments. He was involved. He was a judge overseeing a case of two men who were murdered, uh, gay men who were murdered by a young 18-year-old, and he basically gave the, the 18-year-old a lighter His sentence. Lawyer. This was in the 88. The murder happened. Um, so the the base the order that again basically censured him said the commission finds that Judge Hampton's comments per se were destructive of public confidence in the integrity of impartiality of the judiciary. The hostility and distrust generated by the judge's irresponsible statements created an additional burden for the entire judiciary. So. I'll get into what he said, which is what sparked this whole controversy. Um, the The ruling uh, when he was censured, the you know, the LGBTQ community was somewhat relieved. They're like, okay, he got some action taken against him, but they were like, he should have gotten more. Uh, so they came after him a bit more uh, mm. that I'll get into. Uh, a bit. So I'm not going to talk about – so this case is, uh, again, revolving. Um, this judge is, is being called out because of comments he made um, as part of the sentencing of the murderer of these two gay men um and i'm, I'm gonna put aside the murder uh i think we can come back and talk to the, talk about that what was threesome going as well? well no so the the case is um in may uh 1988 uh so richard lee uh bird he's the murderer uh he murdered two men uh by the name of tommy lee tremble and lloyd griffin and so they're in Dallas, so uh, the murderer, I'll just call him that, right? Uh, he was um, out in Mesquite, Texas. from. He was hanging out in Mesquite, Texas with some... He was 18 years old, so he's in uh, junior college, uh, hanging out with some high schoolers and people around his same age, so yeah. a bunch of young guys, right? Um, there were 10 of them. They were in Mesquite, which is about uh, 20 minutes, uh, 20, 30 minutes east of Dallas, so I mean... It, Within, it's very close, right? It's a, basically a suburb. So if you're in the, if you're yeah. in Houston, it's the Woodlands area. If you're in D.C., it's it's Fairfax, Virginia, right? Who was the direct to
1: back
0: old? Oh, Alyssa Edwards. Yeah, that's
1: what she's yeah. doing. Yes,
0: yes. Um, was she is.
1: She wasn't back.
0: Whoa. Uh, So they're out uh, trying to figure out what to do. And so they're like, let's go to the neighborhood in, in Dallas, which is uh, Oakland. Uh, let's go to the neighborhood and, ah, yeah. and beat some people up, beat up some queers. Um, so that's hey, what I have. Yeah. What
1: oh, about you, Tony? No, it's actually cute. Yeah, I
0: like it. There's like a nice little strip of bars that you can hop to hop and to. And for the, real,
1: for yours, you know, the listeners that aren't in Texas, we're in Houston. There's this stupid little supposed um, rivalry that you can't say anything nice about the other city.
2: Houston, Dallas. But well, I like
1: Dallas. You
2: would. You
1: like the big day. Yeah, well, it's bigger than Dallas, Dallas. Hello. Okay. Just the um,
2: balls. the balls. The penises are much more. <laughs> it reminds me of Paul Broussard, where, like,
0: yeah, and they like, came in from the suburbs
2: to, like, yep, kill that, a gay. That's yeah. what
0: they did. And so, Tommy Lee Trimble and Lloyd Griffin, the two gay gentlemen, uh, they invited the murderer and another teen into their car to say, hey, why don't you come and, you know, hang out with us? And so... uh the murderer. Uh, they weren't trying to talk about Jesus, but they were trying to make him see God. Um, and so they, uh, the the murderer said, talked to one of his friends, like, "Hey, we'll, we'll part ways from the rest of the group. Let's go with these guys. I'm not, I mean, these are we, this is what we came to do. Yeah, find some gay people and beat them up, right? Um, and so they got into the car. Uh, they they the four of them drove up to them to a hilltop, and uh, that's when kind of things went south. And uh, uh, the murderer was basically like, "Hey, you guys, take off your clothes." And uh, and then he sh- they didn't do that, and then he really? shot him. Yeah. So um, so he killed these two men uh, in May 1998 or 1988. Um, Lee Tr- Tommy Lee Trimble was 34. John Wood Griffin was 27. Um, and so these guys died at a young age. I mean, which is just tragic because you know they were out innocently. Just I mean, normal people. Yeah. So. You could argue, well, they were, which is what this judge basically says. It's like, well, you know, they were out doing, you know, untoward things. So that's sexual what, deviant yes. behavior. Right. So. Um, so silly stuff. So on, so in November of that year, November 1988, Bernersky, the murderer, was convicted, uh, and on the 29th of November, he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. So the prosecution was asking for life, the, like the max mm-hmm. uh, sentence, which was life, a life sentence. Uh, but the judge said he took into account that there was no criminal record, uh, no no other criminal uh, record. The, yeah. the guy was attending college classes and he was being raised by a good in a good home by a father who was a police officer. Now, if your father is a police officer, you would think you would know what's right from wrong, right? Yeah. And But you would think you would know that murdering people is not a good thing. But the judge felt compelled to be like, oh, you know, this guy came from a good home. Um, and I would say if,
2: the victim was some Joe you
0: know, white suburban. Oh, the judge decides basically reveals his hand in an interview with uh, the Dallas Herald Times uh, just shortly thereafter. He said, "These um, those two gays uh, that got killed wouldn't have been killed if they, had been, if they hadn't been cruising the streets picking up teenage boys." I don't care much for queers, queers cruising, yeah. cruising the streets picking up teenage boys. I've got a teenage boy.s those homosexuals by running around on weekends and picking up teenage boys, they're asking for trouble. They really are, is what he told the news reporter. Oh, but he So he went
2: to like the least minimal. possible sentence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thirty I mean thirty years, I mean the, the, all the newspapers like it was a light sentence. I mean thirty years is not insignificant, but it's not the life sentence that, that he should have gotten. That he would have gotten what was, was there a, minimum? Um, there, a minimum. I don't know. Um, but he said more because this guy was an arrogant guy who was like hey I'm right, pretty I'm sure not it was the man because
2: why would you fucking
0: say like, well, well those mandatory minimums didn't yeah.
1: that until my yeah. courtesy of
0: Joe Biden Bill Clinton uh, he said also I put prostitutes and gays about the same level and I'd be hard put to it'd be, I'd be hard put to give somebody life for killing a prostitute he then went on to say some murder victims are less innocent in their deaths than others uh, and he mentioned also to your point, uh, Tony, uh, about it being you know they were different victims. He did mention that the, the sentence would have been harsher had he had he killed a couple of housewives out shopping and not hurting anybody. Yeah. And I would say it's one thing to
2: like mentally think those things, but it's another to like say those in public confidently. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, like, dude, like you all can agree that. Yes, exactly. It's like you should never say anything
1: negative about the victim. There's no point in it. Yeah, murder is a murder.
2: It's like a fucking poor innocent person lost their life. You don't
1: like the person that died. Exactly.
2: If that all that shit went into your like, you know, decision making,
1: why
0: say it? That's bullshit. But whatever.
2: But thank God it did. Well, that's part of the. Then we know it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's Jesus what he—the he, the arrogance in which he said. So obviously, this caused the contra- I mean, this got printed in a newspaper, right? The, and so you had immediate, swift reaction from that. About two hundred people went to protest the judge's removal outside the courthouse.
1: But who were they? Was it were they LGBT? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Well, it was women and yeah. gay rights
0: groups came together. So and they say women's. And I'm like, well, maybe they were just lesbian groups because I feel yeah, like right. the feminists on their own weren't necessarily. This is not a. There were some. They uh, were in socks. So I mean, women's and gay rights uh, groups came out to protest. Um, they, uh, civil rights groups denounced the, you know, what was going on. Um, the the Texas Human Rights Foundation uh, legal director said the effect of his remarks basically declared open season uh, on gay residents of Dallas County. I mean, the, the judges again he revealed his hand, um, and they just. The, so finally the the state commission on judicial conduct said, hey, we're going to take a look at this oh, we'll have a preliminary he- hearing uh, in january we'll see see what happens um Of course, the judge you know we talked about his arrogance he said when when he was asked in other interviews if he if he cared to revisit that statement or had any thoughts about the reaction I uh, said, nope, just spell my name right if any if it makes anybody mad they'll forget by ni- forget it by 1990.
1: because so- here we are in
0: yeah, he was. He was because he was his position was for re-election. Um, it was a, a, is an elected position, and so um, so he was like, "Don't forget about it by the time I get re-elected." So uh, so yeah, um, was he re-elected? We'll get to that no. the end. Um So he, but I mean, it's this created actually. It was a na- it was national attention because there are some articles. Um, one article in, partic- in particular, South, uh, uh, the South Florida Sun Sentinel, they mentioned something. They mentioned the, the case, and they're like, this, is, this would be behavior that would be applauded by the twisted social engineers of Adolf Hitler's Third Reich. I mean, the, the point being is this, like, it wasn't just an isolated case. It's like, true, This was an. You no, know, well, this
1: honestly, I keep saying, we'll talk about <clears throat> in my topic. Both of your topics are very pertinent. You keep saying, we don't want to overdo the Nazi, you know, everyone talks about. It making comparison to Nazis, it's so easy because the hatred for other oh. people exists in this country and all the other ones. Yeah. But go ahead. And-
0: yeah, I mean, that, that yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, you know, even the murderer said, you know, we're all everyone's life should be respected. I mean, you take it for what it's worth. I mean, the guy's the one who murdered the two people. But he's, like, even he was like, when asked by reporters, like, whether that was a he got a fair sentence, or what well, about the judge's comments? He's like, well, everyone's, every, all human life, life should be respected equally. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so so there was a report uh, on it, which is kind of what led to the censure. Uh, interestingly enough, this special master that was appointed, which is basically a, a special a, a special prosecutor, uh, uh, was assigned to, to, to look at the case. And he said, hey, you know, reasoning his reasoning likely fell, fell within the bounds of reasonable ju- judicial discretion, and he couldn't think of any part of the code that he would, that the judge violated by making those statements. Um, this fact, finding a review that the special prosecutor or special master did, um, basically said, he you know, we didn't find anything wrong. Uh, but, so that was presented to the Texas State Commission, um, and, you know, which the final report from this special prosecutor or master said, you know, I don't, there, there was not any um, he said something stupid, but it wasn't anything that was uh, going to aff- affect right, his yeah, impartiality yeah. in the case. Um, and, uh, yeah, but the State Commission, when they finally – they took in all things into consideration, they're like, nope, they're having none of it. State they, Commission
1: on – like do you know who makes up the State Commission? I don't Because see. sometimes a censure is like – we're just saying you shouldn't have said that. There's right. There's no teeth in it. Well, because he could anything. run for re-election. I yeah, mean it not – I mean, sometimes it, it saves your own back. Like if Congress or a state legislature votes to censure someone, sometimes that whoever censured could be they could raise money off of it in their own yeah. district, or they can, you know, now they become um, a moral and their constituents want moral victory.
0: Right. And so, but the the I guess the, the reason I bring it up is because yeah, it wasn't it was the first time some action was taken because normally I think those things just kind of fly. It's like oh well, you know, the judge. I mean, people basically believe that you had a right to discriminate against LGBT, LGBTQ people, right? The, the judge's views in terms of, like, they're not different to prostitutes, or if they wouldn't have been doing that, then they wouldn't have found trouble. Um, then, then that he was just echoing what the, the popular sentiment was at the time, right? But the state commission said, hey, look, this is nonsense. Like, this guy did something wrong, and so we are going to censure him. Of course, again, as I mentioned earlier, the LGBTQ activists that were, like, fighting this, they wanted more. They, they wanted him removed from the, the bench. Um, they, that didn't happen, but uh, the LGBTQ community was pretty mad. And so they were like, we're going to see you in re-election. So in 1991, this guy ran for re-election and lost. Um, ah! A lot of that's attributed to the, the work yeah. from the LGBTQ wow, really gay rights groups, And this was actually mobilizing for the gay community because yeah. they were like, oh, we can we actually can work we together. This, yeah. We can make things happen. Uh, he uh, His opponent won 50% of the vote. Uh, and they saw like I said, saw this as a, as a, as a notable win. Um, you know, the Republicans tried to combat it a little bit. They're like, hey, you know, it was mostly women voters that were that came out to vote. And they were like, no, no, we presented, you know, provided 20 percent of the, the campaign contributions for this candidate. Um, to, they raised thirty four thousand dollars, which allowed her to this candidate to do TV promotions. But they also did direct mail campaigns, slate cards. Uh, they were advertising in gay newspapers, and they even ran their own phone banks. So again, this was a mobilizing effort that the LGBTQ community, yeah. like as awful as it was, they were able to kind of take away this like, uh, this win, uh, this notional win. And 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 basically, you know, the murders as all I mean, they were always truly awful. It was it was and the case was just horrific. And then this judge m- making the statements that he did were equally awful. Uh, so the fact that we were able to pull some sort of you know, positive aspect from from this horrific case was 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 really nice. And and then the Dallas community, I mean, th- their names still ring true. I mean, they um, last year when uh, there was yeah. Dallas was getting some press about the the uh, the straight rights or the straight uh, straight pride parade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were the the community, the LGBTQ Q, LGBTQ community that was organizing. Um, uh, their counter protest. They said, "Hey, look, you know, th- we're doing this uh, for for all the LGBTQ community, but we're protesting also against these straight pride nonsense for, for Tommy Lee Tremble and uh, John Lloyd Griffin." So, um, you know, again, the Dallas community still remembers these people, yeah. uh, these two guys, uh, and and holds them. They are continuing to fight for them, which is really good. Um, again, unfortunately, cool. we had to. Yeah. They had to, you know, experience. That so, uh, yeah. All right. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works. Uh, need help with marketing? Hire a freelancer. You need help building a website? Hire a freelancer. You need help with benchmarking analysis? Hey, why not hire a freelancer? Economy Works believes in the power of connection and wants to connect you with the talent network. The talent network has over one thousand years of experience, and it's growing uh, in H R, marketing, I T, operations, accounting, and other specialties. Economy Works. When we work. The Economy Works. You can find out more at economyworks.com, that's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. All com. All right, Kendall, bring us home.
1: Okay, so my topic is on November 24th, 1933, uh, in Nazi Germany, the law passed, called the Law Against Dangerous Habitual uh, Criminals, uh, was put into effect, and it was a German law that allowed for the indefinite detention of a lot of criminals. What it specifically allowed for was for the castration of sex offenders, which sex offenders, pedophiles, and yeah. gay men. Not even gay people, gay men, specifically.
2: Yeah.
0: Luke us all in. What? Luke us <coughs> all in to, like, Correct. pedophile. So, uh... Luke does all in. Hello, this is brought to
1: you by Astroglide. I'm kidding. Um, this is a Nazi talk. Sorry. Um, so, leading up to that, uh... You have to think of Berlin at the time. So so 1933, the law was passed, but leading up to that, and the Nazi regime was 1933 to 1945, but leading up to that, Nazi was considered very permissive, especially, uh, well, not only in Europe, but in the entire world. It was very permissive for the homosexuals. It was considered the homosexual capital of Europe, um, therefore the world, because Europe Mm. was considered Mm -hmm. more um, liberal than most. But at the time, Berlin, for example, had 45 gay bars, they had gay magazines. Um, 1920s Berlin, looking up to that, was considered like the roaring 20s. Very permissive, very liberal, very. It's part of the reason why the Nazis came to power because they would point to how permissive Berlin was to homosexualities and say, we need to end this. Um, but part of the controversy in, in Berlin was that Berlin was coming, becoming too Americanized so they said Berlin is becoming too Hollywood we're trying to emulate Americans what they're doing over here and then in the US at the time it was the roaring 20s where people were making money yeah. they were speculating mm-hmm. on the stock market and women were gaining rights and Berlin yeah. was saying um, or the government at the time in Europe was saying that's not who we want to be and hitler used that um many times as a way to gain power to say i don't want to be like them yeah so in after world war one the weimar republic um, existed from 1919 until 1933. and it was a much more progressive government Um, they passed laws like the 48 hour work week they gave health insurance they extended it to women and uh, female girls regardless of income So it was like a very liberal government. One reason why, anytime you have a horrifying war, there's a period typically afterwards of liberally. Yeah. Like we've been all pent up and it's it's very conservative and we're going to try it a different way and you go to the left uh, direction. I agree. Which was why there was, in Berlin, part of the reason why there was like this sense of permissiveness um, and then you had the stock market crash in 1929 that affected the, the entire world. Um, and Hitler was using this power for years, uh, saying Germany is too has gotten too liberal. Like the culture has gotten too yeah too uh, permissive. It's gotten too. Why aren't we? Why do we allow gay people to exist among us? As if like this is not a mental yeah. illness and a danger to the entire society. But in 1933, January 30th, 1933, uh, 1933 Hitler was appointed Chancellor. Um, and then, in, just a month later, in February 28th, 1933, there was a the Reichstag fire. The Reichstag was the, and still is the their capital building. So there's a fire, and, and many times this is what authoritarians do. They say, "Oh my God, there's a something horrible happened. So we have to have martial law. We have to Yeah. That's yeah, what happened. That's
0: what happened in Sioux City, right? There was, I mean, uh, my, on a smaller yeah. scale, it's like law and order, law and order. Yeah. Yep,
1: yeah. and if there's a politician or politicians there with the mentality of, well, I'm going to use this to consolidate power for me for a very selfish reason. If there's somebody there on that level, it's very dangerous, and this is what happened. So they used the fire to consolidate power into the hands of Hitler, who was the chancellor, um, to say, There's a danger out there in this country. Uh, You need to... Now is not the time for this to go through the government, to be slowed down, and to have all these debates. So give me the power. So afterwards, there were a whole lot of um, laws that were anti-democratic laws. They uh, rescinded freedom of assembly. They got rid of freedom of press. They uh, allowed the police to to detain people indefinitely and for whatever reason they made up, which reminds me of Stop and Frisk in New York. Like, we don't have to tell you why we're stopping you. Yeah. We just have to do it.
0: Or, or we don't have to tell you why you're going to this mental institute right. because you we just yeah. know we know we have to come after gay people because we know you're gay. Because gay people are gonna yeah. go murder or sodomize little girls.
1: It doesn't have to make sense. You just right. have to work upon the yeah. yeah. So in July of nineteen thirty three the Nazi Party, or the government, Hitler's government, outlawed all parties except the Nazi government, or the Nazi Party, excuse me. So in July of 1933 on until 1945, which was the end of Nazism, yeah. there was a law saying there was only one party, the Nazi Party. So it was very, this very quick, to the people on the ground in Germany, uh, it seemed kind of slow. But if in historically it was all very quick I mean, yeah he took power in February and by July he had outlawed every, every party yeah. except his own in um, November 24th which is what we're talking about now in 1933 uh, they passed a law law against dangerous habitual criminals that outlawed all parties oh, I'm sorry that allowed the immediate um, indefinite detention and detainment of criminals so if you were a criminal, and you were suspected of a crime more than two times, you don't have to be convicted, you just have to be accused of a crime. No at least three times, yeah. they could keep you as long as they wanted to. And this was all under the guise of, <laughs> we're keeping the country safe. Yeah. And the people, the Germans at the time, loved it. They were like, yeah. Because obviously, because there's so much, um, Normalizing yeah. Yeah. and justifying, it's kind of like, well, if you've been accused three times, and obviously you're doing something wrong.
2: Yeah, it's crazy that it happens now because I feel like
1: even in Europe that happens now. But well, the only so this law said we can detain you for as long as we want to, you just have to be accused three times. Yeah, well, that could be anybody. Yeah, it was all under the guise that we're trying to get rid of habitual yeah and you can be accused of the local police like well the law also specifically targeted sexual offenders um, which was considered mostly pedophiles and homosexuals and it allowed for the castration of offenders so the way it started was okay well we can keep you as long as we want to but if you want to get castrated so that you don't spread so that you're not the eating, misinformation. Yeah, you're not getting hard on being gay across this country. If you volunteer to get castrated, um, well, your your sentence will be reduced. You won't, you won't get out tomorrow necessarily, but you won't be here forever. Yeah. So it was using. Horrible. Yeah. So hey, you've been arrested for being gay three times, or accused of being gay three times. Um, if you if you allow us to castrate you, then we'll let you go. Um, but it was a law that they called the degenerates law, to where the degenerate degenerates were, like, many times throughout yeah. in history, including this country, pedophilia and homosexuality.
0: I've still got, like, hung up on this, like, castration nonsense. Like, that it was such a common way to, I mean...
1: Yeah. Well, it was also a way for the Nazis to say, we can't keep you here in our prisons, because... As the Nazi government increased, they created concentration camps. The concentration camps started out in the very beginning, in 1933, 1934, as a way to keep criminals. It wasn't just the Jews. I mean, the Jews were thrown in there for st- stupid reasons. But Hitler came in saying he was the anti-crime president. Yeah. But he was deciding who, what the crimes were. So he decided, you know, Jews were disproportionately criminals. Yeah, because if,
2: if there were crimes against, like, Jewish businesses, he was like, okay. He'd fine. put them in
1: concentration camps. and The the owners, not the
2: the crime victims.
1: Well, and yeah. the Germans would say, that's great. We have a president that's pro-law and order. Um, obviously, we want to get criminals yeah. off the street. And the gays, we're too permissive for the gays. That's not German culture. We had gotten too far left. Thank God for Hitler because he's coming in and he's getting all the criminals yeah. off the street. Agreed. It's going to be a much safer country. And then the gays that were arrested, they could be arrested just on the suspicion of being gay. And when I say just on the suspicion yeah. of being gay, yeah. it was like you seem like you're on your way to a exactly. place that gay people meet. Or you seem like you're um, doing something that's stereotypically. Yeah. You're a little just, feminine. Yes, just yeah. like when you talk yeah. about your topic I'll, it seemed like they affected more uh, feminine people if you if there were especially and we, this is what Stonewall is about I mean, breaking up too many people that seem like they might be gay if in Germany if you were if there are too many people that seemed gay just the suspicion that you all are gay you arrest them and you detain them um, accuse them of being gay and just the accusation of being gay yeah. versus, it, it's the reasoning for so they were put in concentration camps. Um, at the very beginning, they were given the option, a lot of them, well, look, if you want to get castrated, then it'll really help you. Because really? Be, you can reduce your sentence. And the thinking was that as if you got rid of a gay man's balls and the ability to- They wouldn't be sexually they would, active. They wouldn't be sexual, sexually active. They wouldn't be raping, raping young boys or spreading their sin all over. Or, even if they decided to have sex with a woman, they wouldn't be spreading the potential for homosexuality. So the answer was to mutilate somebody. Yeah.
0: Which, the crazy thing about that is, like, uh, one of the untold heroes or unsung heroes of, of World War II is Alan Turing, and, you know, we've talked about him. And he uh, he died. I mean, basically, because he couldn't deal with being yeah uh, chemically castrated. I mean, that's what happened to him because he was because of homosexual acts, right? So it's just it's crazy that that this all even though yeah. I mean. Even though he saved the world, helped save the world from Nazi Germany, right, because he cracked the code uh, that the Nazis were using. I mean, he was not – the gays and lesbians, the LGBTQ community was not protected uh, from all, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. They were part of – they were victims of Nazi Germany, and on the other side, we got no relief. Well, in
1: 1990, 1935, they came out with the law. They enforced the law, uh, paragraph 175a, I think is what it was called. They're the main home, anti-homosexual law there. They made it even worse to where it said the simple accusation of being gay allowed us to put you in a concentration camp to where it incentivized people to just kind of, um, I suspect you're being gay or I don't like you, but I claim you're gay, you go to a concentration camp. Because concentration camp, I think a lot of people think it was just for Jews. It was for, no. it was the Nazis put anyone they didn't like in there. Anyone, anyone that they didn't think was, anyone that didn't think was um, good enough for German society, yeah, they would put them in basically head. perfection, yeah. So in 1936, they had the the Nazi government created the security police for combating homosexuality, homosexuality, and abortion. So this was a basically a secret police force that went out. They created a pink list. They called it. And they would go around asking people, Do you suspect anyone of being gay? people would say, well, well this guy So fucking crazy the equivalent of this guy's not wearing socks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they arrested over when it was the entire during the entire Nazi regime, a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand gays were really? detained. Fifty thousand were arrested. Um, up to fifteen thousand were sent to concentration camps. Just because you're gay. So they were sent to concentration camps, and in all the research I did, even Heinrich Himmler, who was like a horrific, uh, one of the right-hand man of Adolf Hitler, said the homosexuals, who had the pink triangle, to differentiate from the yellow triangle pictures, yeah. the pink triangle said, that these are the gays, they were disproportionately beaten, because the thinking was, this is a mental illness. and um, can yeah. beat it out of you. They were disproportionately given hard labor, thinking that um, if you're gay, you just need to work. You know, yeah. That's the we'll whole, we, need make, you. we need to make you more masculine. Yeah. So a huge percentage of gays um, died because they were given a disproportionate amount of hard labor. You know, carrying the rocks and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, castration was no longer given as an option to leave uh, sooner; it was mandated. But here's the thing, Nazism, there were so many gay Nazis. There were, like, books and documentaries about how much yeah. homosexuality was rampant in Nazi Nazi um, government.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about, I mean, the, like, paragraph 175 uh, back in January, or fe- January, February. And one of the things we talked about was just, like, the, the yeah, all those folks that got, uh got arrested, and then sent to concentration camps under that paragraph, but also once they got there, I mean, some of them had to, some of the gays that were there basically sold themselves out, sold their fellow LGBTQ people out. Well, not out only
1: that, yes.
0: Because they, they became, they got, I mean, the way you avoided some of the major, yeah. har- harassment was you, you get in a leadership role, right, and you tell other people what to do, and the way they would do that it was curry favors through sex acts. With yes, them. that's what
1: I was going to get to. So a lot of times with the guards and with the Nazi people in charge of the concentration camps who were gay, they had these little, they had the homosexuals that they would prey on Mm -hmm. and say, well, have sex with me, and I'll spare you from murdering you. I agree. Or pinpoint other gays, and then I'll, you know, you're safer now. But sometimes they would get sick of the sex with the gay guy, and they would just murder him to start a new one. Or, from what I read, they they would use the gays and say, we'll point out another gay person Kill you. They would point out a gay person that they yeah. were attracted to <laughs> and then kill the one that ratted on them. So it was just rampant with. Like, yeah, corruption. Rampant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the gays were disproportionately murdered. 65% of gays, it's estimated, that were sent to concentration champ- camps were murdered in the name of like, trying not to, or die, I should say, by trying to make them straight. And Crazy. this existed up until 1945, the end of Nazism. So it all started in the name of law and order. We mm-hmm. were uh, wanted to get the sexual degenerates, the deviants, off the streets. Yeah. And then it turned into death sentences. And it happened slowly. And it Yeah. Just, you become told so much that in order for you to be safe, in order for you to have the society you deserve, we have to get rid of. Homosexuals, yeah, homosexuals, crazy. homosexuals. Is that how they
0: say it in German? Well, now, but... Oh, okay, well, <laughs> I'll be all right. Well, thank you for uh, that. Uh, again, depressing Ooh. topic. It was, uh, it was, yeah, uh, sad and uh, this was... but uh, yeah, again, to your point, Tony, earlier, like we have to tell these stories, these stories need to be told. Uh, and re- we need to remind ourselves of, of these. I mean, again, we talked about the paragraph 175. so this is like a, an extension of that right? It's a, yeah. it talks about how this whole thing came together under the Nazi regime. and uh, yes, sadly Jewish people were disproportionately um, attacked and murdered during during yeah, the Nazi regime and then, yeah. but, but also the LGBTQ community was was included, that specifically gay men. so uh, very sad. All right, uh, What's hopefully a bit, sad, not sad, but more uplifting. We're trying to uplift. Uh, LGBTQ seniors, LGBTQ plus seniors, uh, they need our help this holiday season. So join us in giving back and help the Greater Houston LGBTQ, LGBT Chamber of Commerce support our most vulnerable LGBTQ seniors by participating in the Chamber's Holiday Food Drive. Did you know that one out of five LGBTQ plus people live in food poverty? and that was before the pandemics support the chamber holiday food drive that's happening uh this december the 4th Uh, you can help us fill holiday boxes for our most vulnerable seniors by either dropping off food or making a donation via the virtual food drive there are two ways to participate you can drive through if you're in houston and drop off food uh, on friday december the 4th uh, that's here 2020 between 8 a.m and 12 p.m the drop-off location is signature care e uh er uh, in uh, in the Montrose area in Houston, it's at 1007 Westheimer, Houston, Texas. Uh, okay, you're listening remotely. You're not in Houston. You can can drop off food. I got it. You can make a virtual food drive donation. Donations will support the purchase of food for the holiday boxes, food pantry, and Montrose Center, which is the LGBTQ uh, nonprofit organization, um, and uh, the various programs that are supporting LGBTQ clients in need. You can visit www.houstonlgbtchamber.com forward slash food dash drive to find out more information. Again, that's www.houstonlgbtchamber.com forward slash food dash drive. So, yeah. I mean, it's a... This is one of the things that Chamber's like, hey, we can't have a big holiday event this year, so let's give back. Let's take yeah. all that fun and energy and, and um, money and let's uh let's do a food drive so that's what they're trying to do so participate if you can donate if you can i know everyone's not in a position to do that because of uh because of the pandemic but if you can uh we would greatly appreciate your support all right well uh another podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to our podcast this week and kikiing with us uh, Spencer is not joining us today because he's, uh, he's he's, 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 he's got some things to take care of. Uh, but he and Chris are putting out those podcasts every week. That's our Spoopy Podcast and our Rupee Podcast. So if you like scary things, our Spoopy Podcast is your jam. If you like drag, drag stuff, drag queens, our Rupee Podcast is what you want to do. Um, so check them, check them out. Give them a listen. They're hilarious and... Uh, they have a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget so, to subscribe to us so you can hear future episodes. You can visit our website at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at letstalkaboutgaystuff. And on Twitter at talkgaystuff. Leave us a review. We, I mean, don't make me beg. Don't make us beg. But come on, yeah. five stars. Just press those five stars. Tell us what you think. If you don't want to do it in public, you can send us a little private email at gmail.com. I keep getting tongue-tied today. I don't know what's going on. Usually it's the booze, but today it's not. I, don't, I can't blame that. Got a can on my tongue. All right, well, ladies. Oh, wait.
1: Kind okay, of I got your tongue. I, think it's
0: good, so. I, well, I just thought you were coming up with the new uh, gay, Jail. gay. Jingle. Gay jingle. Jingle. Well, your your a bisexual. I'm bass. bisexual. I got that. Bisexual. I that bisexual. All right. You know Let, how I feel about that.
1: All right, let's sign off, ladies. Well, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it.